And so the biggest no-no I can possibly tell somebody when they're attempting to share the gospel in any way is don't do it from a higher place or a place of negativity. Because Mm. when you tell people the gospel and what Jesus did from a higher place, you aren't sharing the name who is higher than any other name. You're sharing judgment. Broadcasting from the sunny state of Florida, a podcast that focuses on real issues, real topics for students and how to navigate through them. And now your moderately qualified host, the bearded youth pastor. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the bearded youth pastor podcast. So I have a special guest with me a college student a youth leader and somebody who is on fire for evangelism mr kyle ryan welcome to the show thank you thank you thank you for having me it's uh my first ever podcast so yeah it's always still kind of weird for me when i hit like record and have to do the intro so i don't know whatever but it went good so today we are going to talk evangelism so Kyle, I know you'll have a lot to say about that, but if somebody's tuning into the podcast and has no idea what is like the the one-minute flyover version, what does evangelism mean? Evangelism means uh, um, share the gospel. That's kind of right then and there. Straight up. You don't get any better than that. Straight to the point. Share the gospel, the good news of Jesus. All right, so... Um, he's going to have some great insight for us, and we know that this will be a blessing to you students because um, as a student pastor and a youth leader, Kyle, we know that when we talk evangelism till we're blue in the face, sometimes students just are frozen with fear or whatever. For whatever reason, students just have a hard time, uh, you know, for various reasons, whatever they may be, but sharing the gospel and evangelizing isn't a popular thing among teenagers do you think yeah yeah i definitely do think that it gets um there are some misconceptions about evangelism so yeah 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 i agree all right cool so um before we get started do you have a crazy story to share um that is appropriate which i know you wouldn't share when it's inappropriate or if you have one but for the teenagers and parents listening to this family oriented podcast um do you have a crazy or embarrassing memory or story to share fortunately yes um and (laughs) kind of like how every if you're in youth ministry i feel like every crazy story happens at camp camp. i knew it camp 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 um it was my first camp last year we were at um i don't want to say the camp's name and i'm not going to say the person the people's names that are involved just because so it was a anonymous summer camp yes and it was sometime between june and august and that's all the info we'll give you yes and so (laughs) we were it was uh the fourth day and uh, we were going down to the, there's a part of the camp where we could go to the springs. And I was so excited for this, like leading up to it. I love free diving and that's kind of like what we can do at the springs. Um, we get there, I take a few dives and then um, I surface and next thing you know, someone starts screaming, Kyle! And I'm like, <sighs> so. Here we go, trying to voice a nice dip in the spring and panic ensues. So, um, 
leading up to my call for ministry, I was actually, I really wanted to be a doctor. So, and I was an athletic training student in high school. I worked at physical therapy clinic. And so everybody kind of knows me as like, all right, it's like the health guru-ish person. So, um, of course I surfaced, someone calls Kyle and I'm like, someone, something happened. So, um, I go over to where someone's yelling my name and, uh, there's a student who I literally have not met up until camp. Um, so and she's like pale in the face, her feet and her hands are swollen. And um, one of the other camp counselors is like, yeah, this just started happening. And I'm like, okay, um, okay, well, let me just ask. Somebody get some water and some towels. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. This is what I would so say. we had like, we had like five people around us and um, basically uh, someone's like, uh, maybe we shouldn't call. Like, do, do you think we should call the, um, the paramedics? And immediately as that person says that, the student looks up and goes, I can't see anymore. And then her eyes just roll in the back of her head. And I'm like, somebody call the paramedics. And like, we, uh, we help her and we get her, um, we get her stable. And then the paramedics show up and they're like, you yeah, know, we're going to have to take her to the hospital. And, um, they put her in the ambulance and they're like, wait, before we go, um, does anyone want to come with her? And like all the students point at me and they're like, go. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> You're the so, leader. Yeah. You have to. yeah. I was like, since I initiated this, I guess I have to go. So we go and uh, we find out that she had an allergic reaction to cold water. And and that <laughs> we're not making that up. So I was actually at this summer camp, and uh, <clears throat> what's crazy is on the other side, like all we knew is that this person had gone to the hospital, and you were riding with them. Um, which the hospital was what about an hour away it was an hour away because the summer camp you know they're always in the middle of major suburban areas right no they're always in the middle of nowhere so um i remember we were like trying to get a hold of somebody that was there and we're like what leader besides you know kyle went on that that riverboat and and we're we're panicking and i just remember like her brother, um, you know, the person this happened to was, was kind of panicking. Like my mom called my sister's on the way to the hospital. So this was, this was a good, like, I'd say 30 to 45 minutes of chaos for me. Yes. And unfortunately, um, well not unfortunately, but I made it a point. So the minute we got to camp, I turned off my phone and I didn't turn it on and I made it. I was like, I'm not going to turn off my phone until we get back on the bus to leave. So yeah, there was no way I was contacting anybody. Uh, <laughs> But, so him trying to do the right thing and not be on his phone at summer camp turned into uh, a little bit of a disadvantage. But um, so that is crazy. So I do want to share, though, the student actually is fine. And uh, mm -hmm. you know what? The irony of this, I just thought of this as you told that. I know that student and that student is literally like the quickest I've ever seen a student become an evangelizer. Like she will share yeah. the gospel with the mail carrier if he hands uh, her a package. She is so yeah. that is so funny that you chose that story. And with this that, topic, and that I didn't is even, this yeah. topic. Honestly, I I didn't even know that until you just said. It. I just got chills when you told me. Yeah, that. no, no um, joke. Like, and and me and uh, you know, the student pastor of our church, um, Pastor Mark. Like, we we he even used the phrase like you know like she just gets it like she. She doesn't have no shame. She or she doesn't have any shame. She doesn't have any anything holding her back. Like she just evangelizes and shares the gospel. And she would like to our youth group bring like a new student every single week. It like was crazy. and and it's awesome. So and I if I remember correctly, where did you stop on the way back to eat? Because you weren't completely satisfied, right? Do you remember? My favorite fast food restaurant of all time, um, Bojangles. Oh, it was Bojangles. <laughs> I thought it was Popeyes. So if by chance you're listening to this and you're nowhere in the South, like I don't 
know what to compare it to, but they're both kind of fried chicken, fried chicken. Uh, man, the evangelism is so hot in here that the Siri or Microsoft Assistant or something is going off. So that is awesome. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty much just fried chicken, and uh, he he earned it after taking that that long ambulance ride and the long ride back to camp so i geez i think that whole thing happened at like two o'clock and we didn't get back until six o'clock we were in the hospital for like three hours and everything um and long story short um this student um she was allergic to cold water and then about four months later she stops being allergic to cold water holy spirit really healed her on that one and now she's in the navy and i was gonna say and the irony is she is now in the navy and she actually gave her testimony about it, and it was awesome because she just, you know, prayed and prayed and prayed, and she, you know, um, actually, you know, it was a lot of anxiety, right? Yeah. Imagine, like, just being in cold water, and you want to go in the Navy, and to have, you know, God heal you of that, uh, that that is awesome. So that is a crazy story with a little bit of fun, a little bit of seriousness, but also it's funny how God lined up all that. She yeah. She's an evangelist. She... Uh, you know, uh, because of summer camp, essentially, she became an evangelist. She became on fire for the Lord, and that's awesome. So, man, we could talk youth camp stories all day, especially <laughs> camp. So I'm going to keep this podcast on track best I can. So um, I know you had like a structure. So you, do you want to talk about maybe there's misconceptions about evangelism or do you want to kind of break down what it is in more detail? Cause I know, correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to kind of close us out with two or three ways that you can tangibly and, and just actually go out and evangelize. So in other words, you're not just going to say evangelizing is important, make sure you do it. And that's the end of the podcast. You're going to give us some tangible yeah. ways and tips that, that students can actually apply. So, uh, yeah, the floor is yours wherever you, you want to lead, and I'll just kind of try to keep the guardrails on us and keep us focused because right. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be easy to get sidetracked being too, uh, you know, we serve in the same student ministry, so it'll be easy to get sidetracked, but we will stay on topic. Yeah. I, I, uh, I uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I uh not prophesy it. I uh I can't think of the word. Comedy. I declare it. <laughs> I declare it. It was like an Instagram yeah. uh funny story like where it's like I declare prosperity and it's like that's not how it works. You don't you don't just you don't predict it. And he's like, I didn't predict it, I declared it. So I'm declaring that we're gonna stay on track. After I just got off track that we are gonna stay on track now. So let, let's All roll. Right. Evangelism. Let's All let's right. dive in. All right. Well I do have notes, so hopefully that'll help us um but so the first thing i want to do is just quickly talk about some common misconceptions about evangelism um the first time i ever heard or uh, or seen an evangelist was actually at that camp and um so i just thought that um they're just they're just very passionate people that just really like to talk about god and really like to expose um how ungodly you are so with energy with a lot of energy yes there's a reason why evangelists don't belong to a specific <laughs> church because if they if they preach that same sermon one they I don't think well actually I don't know they wouldn't probably get tired but they would probably uh, everybody would just leave because they would feel so bad about themselves but um, so and you'd be exhausted because it is like an, a ride it, it really is a ride but oh, um, so that's not kind of what an evangelist <laughs> is evangelists are very passionate about um, talking about the gospel and that's that is what we talked about earlier is uh, what evangelism is it's uh, evangelism I don't remember the Greek um, actual like meaning or not meaning but um 
how you oh, say like it. The root word. Yeah, the root yeah. word for it. But um, evangelism in Greek means gospel, and that is referring to the good news of Jesus Christ. And if we remember that the good news of Christ is when God that God sent Jesus, showing us how God intended us for us, or God intended for us to live, um, and God gives us a choice no matter what. And he showed this by sacrificing Christ on the cross to pay for our sins. So really all evangelism, all evangelism is, I'm going to shut up on this word the whole time. <laughs> all evangelism <laughs> is, is just sharing the gospel in hopes that the Holy Spirit will help the people that you're sharing it to um, come to Christ, whether that's with the first attempt or whether that's with the millionth attempt. Yeah. So, and, and he gave a really good, like two second description. It is sharing the gospel so evangelists are people that preach the gospel and preach kind of the importance of others sharing the gospel um and you know i won't get sidetracked but i remember the guy at camp was so powerful he he would just straight up put it like y'all got friends that if they died tomorrow they'd be in hell because they don't know the lord because yeah. you only told them about it and and as intense as that is you know there's there's truth to that and there that is. makes you seem like dang you know, I've got ten close friends in my school or in my network or in my daily life that that they don't, or you know, or they they're not going to spend eternity with the Lord, and and I have an opportunity to to evangelize them mm-hmm. or share the gospel. So so yeah, that's good. Um, and also remember that um, evangelism doesn't always have to be in a preaching format. When I say share, that can be through a multiple platforms, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, um, people do get a little bit. Um, that's a misconception. It's like I, I always have some people to evangelize. I have to preach, and you know, you don't have to preach. You literally don't even have to do a single Bible reference most of the time if you're really trying to share the gospel. Um, but a little bit that, a little bit to that later. Um, and another thing is like, think of it this way: um, since every Christian is called to help expand the kingdom of heaven, then aren't we all called to evangelize in some way? Yes, all called to evangelize mm-hmm. and to make disciples. So. I think that's good you point that out because I don't want anybody to leave from this like, well, I'm not a powerful preacher or I'm not an evangelist. It's like, well, actually, we're all called to be. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously some are, if you even want to call it, more gifted or they have the spiritual gifts equipped to just bring it. Mm-hmm. Whereas for others of us, it's not as natural, but that will be later, I think, mm-hmm. where you give us some tips um, and ways we can share it. But I like that you said that it's not a preacher on a stage. Um that's just the the biggest platform yeah. you see it on, but it is like you go to the same coffee shop every day and yeah. you talk to people and you know and you just look for ways to strike up a conversation and share it. So I think that's important and that's true for students too in a school or sports or social setting. Yeah, exactly. That, that is your mission field, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah, every everywhere is your mission field, um, and so kind of talking about what evangelism was and I'm going to move to why we should evangelize. Um, the first point is like one, because like I just said, we are called to do it. And then also, I mean, think of it this way. Like, isn't the gift of eternal life and guidance from our heavenly father, like the absolute greatest gift that anybody can receive. Mm. So like, why should we stop the Holy spirit from using us as an opportunity to accept and extend that blessing when we feel called to do it? Um, and salvation in Christ is the best gift that anybody can get. And that joy, when you think about your own salvation, that joy that you felt, that joy that you continually feel, when when you came to that moment, that is exactly how you should be feeling. And that's the gratitude you should be having when you feel called to evangelize. Yeah, and that's and as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, probably 
um, the greatest feeling I've experienced, you know, um, aside from the, the moment I received my own salvation, you know, and I, I came to know the Lord um, and, you know, made Jesus the Savior of my life. But the greatest moment aside from that is when I get to witness or experience people doing that. It is truly like just so inspiring, especially in youth ministry. You know, you don't, you know this, you don't always get pats on the back. You don't always get people saying they appreciate how much hair you pull out, how much sleep you use, uh, lose. And uh, so when you see that, like, that's just like such a, a powerful thing where you're like, man, like this, it's just a reminder of how great God is. And it's supernatural what happens in that moment. So it's super inspiring. Mm -hmm. Now, another another point for why um some people and you can get caught up into it it's like you know when you help if you are using that opportunity um to help someone realize like crisis for me um sometimes you get you get a little big-headed and so the biggest no-no i could possibly tell somebody when they're attempting to share the gospel in any way is don't do it from a higher place or a place of negativity because mm. when you tell people the gospel and what Jesus did from a higher place, you aren't sharing the name who is higher than any other name. You're sharing judgment towards other people. And judgment is the worst give, gift to get and to receive. Yeah, I think that's good. And also, just to go right along with that, it's almost like when you share it from a higher place, I think that's like a common Christian misconception like that people have. And it is true to an extent, but you know, a lot of people have the misconception about Christians that like they think they're better than us and we don't go to church and we're filthy. And, and obviously the much better approach, like you just kind of said is when you share it from a place of humility, like, Hey dude, I'm just as jacked up as you. We all are. And, and, you know, we've all sinned against God. Mm-hmm. I'm no better than you, but let me tell you this great news. Yeah. So that humility and not judgment can play a huge role. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's good, man. I love yeah. it. It's never about you. It's always about glorifying the cross. Um, Amen. And yeah, it is it is powerful, and it's very common. It's not even with evangelism you can get caught up. You can get caught up in your own world, you know, and you'll say, like, oh, it's for the Lord and every other thing you do. Um, so not evangelizing from like, oh, you know, don't walk up to someone you're like, you, you really need Jesus. Never do that. That is exactly how <laughs> And there you are have. some people like that, that I won't, uh, point out <laughs> that, yeah. you know, love knocking on doors yeah. and, in a you know, and seriously not in a judging way, but you, what you're saying is you don't have to be aggressive or oh. judgmental. Yeah. And, um, I, as I was coming over here, I was actually listening to a podcast who I will, I will link, or I'll like kind of i'll tell you all about them later um and like i was i was i made this podcast or i made i was making my notes and like this is like a very laid back version like any student can apply these and i was listening to a podcast and she's i think she's she's around my age and uh she like um she was going like hard with it she was like like i i i'll give you bible references blah 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 and i'm like i'm not saying that was bad but i can tell she was in a place of genuineness and i'm like if that's how you feel called to do it then please do it. But if you don't feel called to do it that way, if you're someone that's a little bit more reserved and you're like, and you're, and you can still keep that, you know, being doing it from a place of humility and a place of joy, mm-hmm. then by all means, you know, get on the pulpit, preach to somebody random. Or so you're saying there's strangers. like, um, there's not a one size fits all, but there's a spectrum. Yeah. There's so a what you're spectrum. saying is you can pour out scripture and if that's how God leads you, or you can just not even reference the Bible, which is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Uh, to, just to think about mm-hmm. like we think we have to have this 
Or, you know, and, and there's other methods. I don't yeah. know if you've heard. There's like the Roman roads where you walk through the Book of Romans and you can evangelize oh. somebody through the entire Book of Romans and you, you flip back and forth to each scripture. But what you're saying is you can literally just be like, hey, dude, uh, you know, you're jacked up and so am I. And yeah. like, here's here's what God's done mm-hmm. in my life and here's what he can do in yours through Jesus. Yeah. So I think that's good. So there's not yeah. a one size fits all, but there is a spectrum. There's a spectrum. And, and, and it is however God has created you or gifted you or however you so feel led. Mm-hmm based on your personality so yeah. you don't have to yeah like the preacher standing yeah. on his uh what is it uh standing up on a soapbox yeah like with his yeah. bible shaking his finger at people it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all that it doesn't so, have to be all that at all yeah yeah um, that's there's always making sure you're not doing it from a place of judgment yeah for um, sure because that's you will quickly turn people away um i was mm. literally at, at um the beach last week and there was a there was a white van driving by, and on the top it had scripture written on it, but he was blasting this just really, like... Secular... It, no, it was it was dark, and like it was like, you all need Jesus, and it was just going on and on and on, oh, and I'm like... wow. And I was like, you didn't even have to talk about... You could have been talking about selling puppies, and it still would have been weird. Like, that's <laughs> how you make evangelism weird. So just to clarify, falling on, not into the spectrum of how yeah. God has gifted you includes having a creepy van. And you know what's weird, though? And, and I don't know if you'll maybe touch on this, and it might be... And if it is, we can come back to it. But it's almost like there's no genuineness. There's no relation there. So like I said, when you build a relationship with somebody, like... Yeah. Sure, if God lines it up, you can go to a stranger at a park and have a conversation, and that's great. But when yeah. you build a relationship, or at least genuine with someone, to to where they see, like, hey, even if I'm not ready to believe this, or I, I disagree with you, that they know you're coming from a place of genuineness. Like, I don't foresee anybody, like, I don't see kids chasing that van down like it's an ice cream yeah. truck <laughs> and being like, tell us about Jesus yeah. or whatever creepy message you're mm-hmm. preaching, right? So Yeah, like, I felt offended. And I was, I'm 100% for God, for Christ, and everything. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So offensive bumper stickers, judgmental uh, attitudes, and creepy vans are not on our to-do list for these evangelism uh, tips. Just for anything in general. Um, (laughs) So now I do want to talk about, um, so you, we understood, you know, what evangelism is, why we're going to evangelize, one, why we should evangelize. Um, and now I just want to break down a few points on how anybody, what I mean by anybody, I mean anybody can evangelize. Um, so I, I just want to quadruple highlight that because I always like to. I feel like, um, and just for me, when I first got saved, actually right before I got saved, I was like, um, there was a, a sermon and he talked about sharing your faith and stuff. And I'm like, nope, that's for me. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion, like, outside of church. Like, you know, and that was it. So I think it's important to know if you've been saved for two years and never shared it with anybody, that's okay. If you got saved, like, yesterday, then you can do it. So when you say, like, you have to evangelize, and and I know you'll talk about this more or maybe mention it, is that, you know, we talk about you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be X, Y, and Z. I think we forget when we go to evangelize, like we're nervous is that like you have the Holy Spirit of God that that raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. And we know the Holy Spirit goes before us. So, I mean, talk about having confidence. Like yeah. the, the, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead literally is living inside you if you are a Christ follower. Mm. And that talk about having confidence. So I just really? wanted to lay that out there. If you got saved a week ago 
or five minutes ago or a year ago, it it what he's about to say, right? Yeah. It just it, it applies to every single yeah, one. Yeah, it ago. does. So um, so yeah, the that's amazing. Um, the first point I do want to say is, so how we can evangelize is um, simple. Get your non-Christian friends to become friends with your Christian friends, which some people can be like, <gasps> like, no, like I want to keep both both of those lives separate. No, Ooh. no, don't, don't. I promise you, it's weird, but this is all you have to do. Just if you're going to the movies with your non-Christian friends, say, hey, can I invite, can I invite John along? Can I invite Kyle along? Okay, you bring him along. You do, you guys don't have to like come in. Bible's blazing and start talking about the word of God or start talking about the word of God. Just be friends. Just be friends because start building that relationship, build that relationship or vice versa. You know, you have one friend um, that's not saved um, and you and your church friends, and I don't like saying church friends, but your safe friends um, are going to the beach. Ask them to bring along. There's nothing wrong with it. You don't have to like say like you like y'all hang out the night before y'all have a sleepover when these things, when this whole virus is like real or not real. But um, so you guys, um, have sleepover and it's like uh well, i have plans to go to the beach like the next morning with my friends that i know from church do you want to come and they say yes then yeah if they're like already weirded out by that then okay stop don't go to the beach next time just say hey can you come to the beach with me with my other friends they'll go to the beach so you're saying build like genuine relationships and try to get them in a community of people that are genuine yeah yeah and that's good and and also to just throw out there because I have to being a student pastor is like events. Oh my goodness! Like we don't just go to trampoline parks. Yeah. And of course I love having fun with y'all, but we these events are just like. Would you agree? Just like a silver platter yeah. to like, hey dude, our uh, you know here it's called Sky Zone. Where we're at it's a trampoline park. Like, hey yeah. dude, uh, we're uh, we're going to a trampoline park with my church. Do you want to go and? Like you said, they might be like, oh, with your church. Or you might mm. be like, oh, dude, we're having this cookout with food and games. So um, not that you have to use events, and that's yeah. not what I'm putting out there. But And especially, you know, with COVID going on. But, uh, you know, like we love feeding you guys. We love yeah. doing events. But that is such a great opportunity for you guys in the future to evangelize and to build those relationships mm-hmm. like you're talking about. And they can hit it off with five other people yeah. in your youth group. and. If you haven't been able to tell, like, your youth pastors make it that way. They're always saying, like, if you bring a friend, your friend will get discounted. But that is another point that I want to talk about because some kids, I I know some students, um, they have a problem Mm. just getting your friend there. And that can be a hard issue. So um, after I hit this last point, um, we're going to talk about how you can get your friends to a a greater chance of how you can get your friends to come to your own events. So Mm. um, think of it this way, though. When it comes to having your friends become friends with your your Christian friends, um, you may be the only Christ follower that they know. Um, And they may only be used to seeing your format of what Christ looks like, whether that's good or bad. So getting them around different personalities of how the Holy Spirit works in their Mm. life um, that could shine a little bit different light on them. They'd be like, oh, well, okay, maybe they're all not like Kyle. <laughs> maybe they're like John. Maybe they're like James. Maybe they're like yeah, Madison. Yeah. Like, it can be anything. And so they're like, okay, well, okay, um, these these kids are really cool. You know, um, Kyle, can we hang out with your friends again? And they're like, yeah, sh- of course. Of course we can. They start building a relationship, and then we go on to point number two. And point number two is, honestly, um, community is important. We always talk about that. That's why we have all these groups. So, um, 
and we learn a lot through community. And I'm going to use this analogy, please. I hope it sounds right. I've been, like, rehearsing it. and If um, not, we'll edit it or yeah. give clarity to it. So um, here we go. <laughs> so, like, imagine if I told you, it was just one-on-one, I told you last night that I was eating dinner and I saw an alien and uh, I went on a ship and then we met the queen alien and then we came back down and we had an hour-long conversation and then that was it. You probably wouldn't believe me, but let's say I told you that the same story. I was eating dinner. I met an alien. We we went on the ship. They took me to Mars. I saw the queen alien. We came back and we had our conversation. And 13 other people backed me up. You might for just a second reconsider that I may be telling the truth. Mm. And some people can think, especially non-believers, that the gospel is as crazy as believing aliens. But if they can trust... 13 other people, five other people, maybe even three other people that Christ died for your sins, everybody else's sins, that he lives today. He rose on the third day and the Holy Spirit lives in me. The same Holy Spirit that rose from the dead can live through me and can help me and can guide me. They might for a second reconsider that you are telling the truth. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. And so, and just what I was thinking about when you shared that is like at the very least, like if you're afraid of them brushing you off and that in these examples you're given, they might even just have less of a doubt They they might not come to Christ in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, too. And I didn't know if you were going to touch on yeah. is it. OK, so yeah. I won't get, I get ahead of the car. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, this is just stuff popping up into my head. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, like when you have like five or six people that genuinely are loving Christ and following him and, and that is uh observable or they see it and it's genuine in your life when you have that maybe they're like maybe this dude just isn't like a jesus freak like maybe he's not on his own planet x like oh there's like five or six guys this is kind of genuine so Mm -hmm. i like that that it's almost like a momentum thing Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's use your friends and 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 do it together like Mm -hmm. all be in on it yeah group evangelism i've never heard of that that's legit bro (laughs) yeah just revolutionized evangelizing yeah i'm just kidding Uh, um and then the the third point i do want to talk about is um so which we talk about it's like you know we churches youth ministers like we have these we have these great events and we're always trying to get you know your your unfriends say your unsaved friends to go but it's like i can never do it like you're like hey um there's an event at church um, or we're going to Sky Zone. Do you want to come? They're like, uh, no. Okay, so this is how you combat it. Go to their stuff before you ask them to go to your stuff. Ooh, that's good. So I like that. don't just, there's a youth event going on next week or in a month. Just don't run up on them. You haven't talked to them in four months. Be like, hey, let's go to this youth event. It's going to be awesome. Let's go Let's go to Sky Zone. Like, uh, there's going to be 38 people that you don't know, and we're going to go to Sky Zone. You should definitely come. You're going to get, like, half price. My pastor said so. And they're like, they hear pastor, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, um, you haven't spoken to me in, like, how many months? Um, so there's what you're almost saying is there's no genuineness there, right? No. Because they foresee you like this dude's trying to convert me yeah like as opposed to hey this dude genuinely cares about Mm -hmm. me and maybe what he's saying is true Mm -hmm. so i think a theme i've just noticed is is genuine 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 be and if you don't like that just be real with people actually care about people when i say be real yeah don't like i'm gonna be real and put you in your place i mean like be real in representing jesus Mm -hmm. be real in 
wanting to evangelize, be real and, you know, living for Christ and telling people about Christ and then just be real. Don't be fake about it. Like it's almost like the stupid thing. Like, have you ever heard, um, like the flirt to convert? Oh, like evangelizing where it's geez. like a cute like let's say a christian girl i'll pick on the guys for a second but it's like oh yeah, i'm flirting with her but like i want to tell her about jesus and it's like mm, are you flirting or are you trying to convert yeah and so that obviously is a terrible mm-hmm. scenario but if you are genuine and you're not trying to flirt with this said imaginary young lady but if you are really wanting to tell her about it it will be real yeah. so in other words it's not like you don't have a um you don't have anything to gain out of it they have yes everything to yes. gain out of it and that's the thing you're not taking anything do not try to take anything from them you are trying to give them an opportunity to receive the best gift of their life and i, I like uh, our church uses this um you know, our pastor will say it a lot. It's that you don't want something from them. You want something for them. Yeah. Oh, and it's not yeah. even something for them. You want everything for them. You want them to spend eternity mm-hmm. with God that created them mm-hmm. in, in perfect harmony in heaven. And so, yeah, I just love that. That's why it stuck with me. I, yeah. I, we hear that at our church. I don't want something from you. I want something for, for you. you. And that that's good. Mm-hmm. Man, that's like a cool little thing to help yeah. remind. I can't take credit for it. It was our lead pastor, yeah. but it is good. So mm-hmm. I'm using it on this podcast. And like you said, just be real. Be real. Be a real friend. Um, if you see someone and you're like, ah, I know they need Jesus, but like I don't have a good relationship with them, start be that friend. Be a real friend mm-hmm. for them. Um, and then when you have those close friends um, that aren't saved, uh, and they feel real comfortable for it, like real, real comfortable to you. And they ask you like, hey, do you want to go to like a vacation? You go to that vacation. I mean, because vacations are great. So like they ask, so anybody asks you like, my family and I are going to go on a vacation. Can you come? I'm always going to go. Um, yep, but like yep. if they have sports events, if they have football practice, like, hey, can I come to a football practice? Oh, it's just football practice. So what? I, I want to come to your football practice. Okay. I have a football game. I'm going to that. Play soccer, etc. I'm in a band. I'll show up to that. Um be a real friend because and then when that opportunity comes they're like oh wow like this person's really like this person really cares about me and you're like hey do you do you mind if you just come to this event for me like with me um we're gonna have free pizza it's gonna be fun um there's gonna be a speaker and then you'll later say like a pastor (laughs) we we call that um the switch and bait so you get them there with the free food and it sounds negative but in all seriousness if you can get somebody there Without tricking them, right? Like, yeah. you don't have to be like, oh, yeah, it's just next to that church. And then you pull into the church parking lot, and it's like, what? So we're not so, saying trick no. them, but, you know, and I think a lot of it, too, is what you're saying is you're you're kind of doing the groundwork, but what's cool is then you kind of get out of God's way. And if it the Holy Spirit hits them and softens their heart and they hear a message or they experience God at that, then that's all the Holy Spirit doing its part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, yeah, like you said, we just do our part. So you're not responsible for their salvation, but we are responsible to try to tell people about Jesus so that they can receive salvation. So I think that's good, man. Like, mm-hmm. just, just get them there and be genuine. Like I said, I know I joke, but, like, don't don't feel like you have to trick them. Just if you genuinely pour into their lives, yeah. what you're saying is they'll way more likely be willing to do something with you that's yeah. a youth event mm-hmm. um and so being real just, real and just, genuine just, we're gonna hashtag yeah. 
all over this podcast because it <laughs> yeah. is it just be is a real, real friend just honestly be a real friend if you can't if you can't if you can't be humble enough to be someone else's real friend then don't try sharing their gospel because all you're going to do is you're just going to hurt their experience and receiving it they're going to start blocking their ears the more you, you they hear it whether it's not from you because they're like well so-and-so just wanted for me to go to church um, so I'm not going to listen to anything that has to do with church. Like they're literally like, they're going to spite you. They're going to spite God because of you. So don't do it in a place of, of like, I want to give this to you, um, or take this from you. Do it from like your real friend. If they're a real friend, um, and you have the great, like, and you want to share them the greatest gift then show it that way. Um, tip number, well, I'm on tip number like four, um, tip number four. And these are, this is for like you more extroverted people. Um, who are in a good way um, who are willing to um, talk about the gospel who feel called to talk about the gospel understand location and understand that person those are the two things that really matter if you want to talk about the gospel to people if you really want to have if you want to be the conversation starter Um, so uh, people generally don't want to have a deep talk about um, Jesus in the middle of a class or a grocery store Um, so don't (laughs) run up on them like that um instead do it in a comfortable environment um if you think about it everybody um where do the deepest conversations happen probably late at night on a phone or in a like a two like there's like two or three people in a small space that's not a grocery store that's not school that's not intimate yeah yeah. so but it's like okay well how do i get that okay well you can start simple conversations um like i I can't even um when i'm at church or so when i'm at work when i'm at work um i work at a physical therapy clinic or before this whole thing worked at a physical therapy clinic and um i would start a little i know this is a busy environment but there are times where i could i could talk to patients like for two or three minutes at a time if it was a monday i would ask them what did you do this weekend I would have a genuine conversation for like with them. And then if the conversation got stale and they turned it on me or they felt re- like they wanted to reciprocate, they're like, Hey, what did you do this weekend? I'm like, well, nine times out of 10 for me, I'm usually hanging around with students um, because I am at a good age of 21. So it's like, it's not too weird for me to hang out with students at the same time. It's, um, I'm not a student still. So yeah, I'm not a high youth leaders. Yeah. Y'all go to movies. Well, when the movies were open. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh, well I went to the beach with my, with a few kids from my youth group. And then on Sunday we had youth group and I'd be talking about it. And it had so much joy at, you know, kind of going back and reminiscing about the memories that we did. And the patients would see that and they would be like so genuine and happy about it. Mm. And I didn't have to say anything about the gospel. If it was a Friday, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Patient would talk about the weekend, and if the conversation turned towards me, I would reciprocate what I had planned for the weekend, and then Monday would pop up again. Yeah, Yeah. and Monday would happen again, and the cycle would repeat. Um, So just make it that kind of comfortable, because that's an outside conversation. Now, if I were to have said, met, like if the patient and I were like close friends, and we had like, um, they came over for like dinner, or like we were um, on the phone talking, then that would be a comfortable time for me to talk about something a little bit deeper. And the patient or the person, your friends, will feel more comfortable talking about it in that kind of situation. So understanding the person, understanding the place really, really does matter. And always listen. Always listen to your friends. Because you may have like a gospel, like um, like a, a scripture, like kind of like brewing in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. But if they're talking about a situation and it's and, going in one ear and out the other. Yeah, it's going in one ear and out the other. And like what you just said, like is completely like irrelevant they're not they're gonna be like what are you 
okay, so you were just lining this whole conversation up to take something from me, just so you can tell me that one little Bible verse in this big old book that you believe right, in. Right, right. And then you kind of just lost it right then and there. Um, you know what's good, too, and I, I just wanted to add, like, as you are sharing it, is, you know, you'd be surprised. Like, we think when we evangelize people that they're just going to be like, church, ugh. There's a lot of uh, misconceptions, and you got to remember, you know, the context or the people that you're talking to. And I say that respectfully, but, like, I've invited people to church where one girl, and this, I'm not making fun of her, she literally was like, I would, like, burst into flames. Like, yeah, and, and another person said, I, I don't know the songs or I don't know the motions to do. And I'm like, you must be thinking of a Catholic church no. or something. So, and, and it's not making fun of those people at all, but it's just genuine when it's like, or do I have to dress? And it's like, dude, show up in your shorts and flip flop, especially here in Florida. That's all I wear. Like, we don't, yeah, we don't <laughs> care. Like straight up, he will wear lacrosse shorts and flip flops and preach it. And, and that's awesome. That's kind of what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, doing right now. Straight up. <laughs> and he always has a giant water canteen. It's right, awesome. It, it saves lives. Um, <laughs> but for real, like, I think it's kind of cool. Like when you share it, that we kind of get to knock down some misconceptions like, no, dude. Like literally, like I'm, I'm in a t-shirt and a hat and some Vans, you know. And I'm like, this is what I wear to church. Like yeah. we, we, we dress comfortably mm-hmm. because our hearts are in the right place to worship the Lord, and our clothes don't matter, mm-hmm. you know. So just to say, say that, I think we'd be surprised. Like we just think people are like, oh, like they know what church is, and they're just rejecting it, and they're rejecting the gospel. There's a lot of stereotypes and barriers that culture and and i don't want to say other bad christians but christians who weren't coming from a place of humility or coming from a place of hey i want to see your soul saved as opposed to like you're filthy you need to wash your hands and get your soul saved from a judgmental approach Mm -hmm. so i think like what you just shared too it it gives you an opportunity to kind of knock down what seem like big obstacles but they're like paper thin and it's like no dude wear what you're wearing come to church with me and people are like oh really Mm -hmm. and they'd be surprised at how you know i know every church is different but for the most part a bible believing church is casual yeah and they're gonna accept you as you are as they should so Mm -hmm. and going on just knowing the person it's like if they're into this is a really cool or the thing um a really easy one know your friends if they're into rap music, then next time they're in the car with you, KB, literally put on KB. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, especially I think I think Christian rap is like it's so easy. Like people don't even realize I can be blasting Christian like rap. People will be like blat like jamming to it, and then they're like, "What is this man saying?" And they're like listening to it. And they're like, "Okay, okay," and then it's like right then and there they start they start thinking differently. They get quiet. They like walk away, and then they're like. You just evangelize right there. You didn't have to say a word. You just play the song. Um, um, it's awesome. It is it is crazy. Know we, that person. I, I, we can't get sidetracked because right. I could talk about Christian hip-hop all day. But uh, it is cool, man. Like you said, like, um, and, and I'll just share this. I love watching reaction videos because the same Dude, people awesome. that react to Christian hip-hop, first of all, when they go off, like, yeah. it's just legit. Like, bars, flames, all day. Yeah. No shame. Uh but the same people that will react to very inappropriate, um, secular, you know, and this isn't judging anybody, but just hip hop that it's full of women cursing, violence, drugs, you know, and and I'm not stereotyping hip hop as a general, but I'm just saying there's a lot of hip hop out there that has nothing to do with Jesus. And then you have the hip hop artists that are just as good that those same people 
are hearing it so they are like you said being evangelized in a way or they're like man this dude's you know uh talking about jesus is more important than politicians or god over money or you know they're like hey like man look at look at what these guys are about and and it draws that interest Mm -hmm. so i think that's neat too like you said like know your friends like um like sports you know uh, i'm i'm a guy so i connect with students over sports but that doesn't work for everybody, like there's one student where if I went up to her and I was like, "Hey, did you see Game Seven of the Warriors Cavaliers?" She would literally look at me like I'm, I've lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. But if I go up to her and be like, "Hey, what did you draw this week?" Or if I'm like, "Hey, uh, what video game are you playing on your Switch right now?" Because they're big into their Switch yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I think that's good knowing your friends. So like, if there's an event, but it's like a big Christian hip hop event, and they are completely not into hip hop. Then that might not be the thing for them. Don't invite them. So know your yeah, friends. Know I your love friends. That. Um, and so those were the kind of the three or four or five or six tips, or four or five or six different like how tos. Yeah, several how tos. The holy flame. Yeah. Um. So now I do want to just talk about some uh some tips slash key pointers. Um. So first and foremost, please understand that people generally are not going to come to Christ after one attempt. Yes. If it does happen, Holy Spirit is real powerful in their life, and God needs them in a certain direction ASAP Rocky. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in fact, most of the time when people come to Christ, um, it's a list of experiences that they have. Um, so whether you're the first person that your friends have heard about Jesus, or you're the 50th, be blessed and be thankful that you're able to share that gift and that's it. Don't get mad when things don't go your way, especially because it's not your way. Um, don't get mad when things don't go your way. And, you, you know, you've taken your friend to you've you've had your friends. You've invested. Um, you've invested. You've 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 brought your unsafe friends and you've they've hung out with your um, safe friends and they're best friends now, even more greater friends than you are with them. Um, you've you've gone to like 13 home games and now they're going to your youth events and then you're like, all right, so how do you think about this Jesus? And they go, eh, don't get mad. Please don't get mad because remember, you don't know. It's, it's not your story. It's, yes. it's not your story. So that those events, all that investing you could have done could lead them up from a month, from 10 years, from 30 years. It's planting seeds. Yeah, exactly. You're planting seeds. Whether whether that seed will will will, will burst or will sprout in a week and a year and a month or 20 years from now, it doesn't matter because if it wasn't for you planting, I bet you that seed wouldn't have been planted. I'm sure I bet you that seed yeah. wouldn't have sprouted in general. And, and I like too, there's another analogy like in, in their story, sometimes you're just a verse and you don't get to see how the song is finished. And not that when you come to Christ that your song is over, but in other words, like, like he said, like you're a seed or sometimes other people have planted seeds and you might be watering it but you don't get to experience it sprout so to speak so in other words like what he's saying is if you do all this and they don't come to christ it is a thousand percent not wasted time or wasted effort and god will use and bless your efforts and and especially when you're coming from a place of genuineness and humility Mm -hmm. and um evangelize with evangelize with joy in, in confidence um it's mm. gonna feel awkward no matter how you do it um whether you use all the ways we talk about or you go in your own way of evangelizing evangelizing it's gonna feel weird um but remember it's not about you nor is it about the judgment that you receive um because 
remember, only one person can judge you, and that is God Almighty, and He is, <laughs> and He is always gonna have your back, especially when you're attempting to expand His kingdom. Amen, man. I love that, mm -hmm. and it's so funny because it's like there's so much good in talking about it that like I know kind of what you had planned, but it's like you can't like save all the main points for the end without inserting them earlier. So no. I think it's just so cool how it's like. Oh no, we're gonna talk about that later, and it's like you know the confidence, yeah. and and you know, and I, I maybe I'll put you on the spot just just to kind of as we're closing, and yeah. and this isn't anything crazy, but I just think of a few select students that I know, and this is just personally me, um, that could not be more introverted, or I'm um, yeah introverted, and and some of them really do have leadership capabilities. So, like you know, listen to this podcast. This could sound great, but. But, you know, and I know I guess the first thing we would suggest and you would probably, you know, reiterate is that you have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So that's all the confidence you need. But I could see some students like kind of excited about it. And then when you get up to that moment, like I don't want to say this in a mean way, but chicken out or like back out because you're you're. I'm not an extrovert. I'm not a talker. I'm a quiet. I keep to myself type deal. So what what do you think is something maybe to encourage or to guide the introverts um what what do you maybe think just off the cuff uh could help them um because i think me and you are both pretty extroverted you know yeah. I, it's hard to get me to stop talking that's why i started this podcast now i'm just teasing <laughs> um but no i i seriously i love talking to people i love when god puts the opportunities to share the gospel but you know I, i'm wired different from you know say the student who uh, is extremely good at things that I'm not good at, but he's not a talker and he's not social and he's not going to go walk up to somebody and be like, hey, my name's John, how are you? They're going to sit at Dunkin' Donuts on their iPad and, and, and that, that is their world. They're they're introverted. So I guess that's just what I'm kind of thinking because these all sound great, but if you're an introvert, I don't want you... We're not gonna leave you hanging. All right, we want to we want to try to cover you. So um, introverts, introverts. Um, so as you're thinking, and, and you can you know rack it. I think the first thing that you really do got to do, and, and Kyle's been doing great about talking about being genuine and being real, is you really need to just pray. Um, because I think what happens is, uh, you know, and this is for introverts and extroverts, but we share this, and then you go out and. And an opportunity doesn't pop up within the next four days, and then you forget about it, and that's it. I think making it a mission for you to pray, not only for God to give you the confidence, but to, to put opportunities in your life. Mm -hmm. um, and and you will be shocked at how, how he does that yeah. and how the Holy Spirit works. But I think just praying about, um, you know, just asking the Lord, you know, and, and James, you know, I've been reading through, it talks about... Um, you know, he gives wisdom to those who ask, and, and what we ask, we don't receive because we ask with the wrong motive. Yeah. So in other words, if you're asking God, hey, you wired me to be this way super introverted, but I know you've also called me to evangelize, can you please, uh, you know, help me in these areas? So, I mean, I know that seems like a simple one, but that, that might be one that you, you definitely don't want to gloss over, is yeah. just praying and asking God for help first yeah. and foremost. Um, every morning... Um one of the first things I pray for is just, um, God, I don't know how you're going to use me, but I trust that you're going to use me in some way. Mm. Um, and talking about praying over for our friends, uh, when we were at Lift Tour, one of the, the um, these pastors that were talking to us said, um, 
pray, don't talk to someone about the word of God unless you ha- like until you you've prayed for them prior. Oh, don't talk to them if yeah. you haven't prayed for them. Yes, yes. I think that was it. And mm-hmm. and that's all uh student leadership university great speaker um ryan mcdermott i think is the one who said that so i have no shame at putting in plugs for them because everything they do is amazing Mm -hmm. um you know but yes it's don't talk to them unless you've prayed about Mm -hmm. them so yeah that's good so you know if you're kind of just winging it like hey guys let me tell you about jesus or it's not genuine yeah because i i mean i just think when you spend extensive time praying about them to God that you genuinely yeah. are, are you're going to be genuine when you go to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And then when you do that, when you admit that um, some people tend to forget that the Holy Spirit is almost like the, the messenger of honestly our prayers to God. Mm-hmm. When you admit that to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's going to take that to God. You could be saying it like all the time, all the time. And God's like, all right, so when are you going to bring it up to me? Like, when are you really going to bring it up to me? And you do it with your spirit. Yeah. And you, and you do it in prayer and God's like, all right, well, if they have the confidence to come to me about this. Then I'm going to help them. I'm going to give them the strength to do it. Um, another thing is I think about is um, when you're like, you know, if you're introverted to give you just a little bit more confidence in terms of evangelizing in some way is um, honestly get a, pen and paper out and write down your testimony Um, because when you're writing it down you're going to bring up these memories and you're going to bring up the joy that you feel Mm. and the life that you live and how great your life is or it's it's become because you have received eternal life through christ and you've repented of your sins and use that those chills that you get when you're writing it even the chills that i get when i'm speaking about it right now and that use that as your fire it's like you know i i feel so i'm so blessed to have this gift Mm. I don't care how I don't care the judgment I receive. I don't care how awkward it feels. I want to I want my friends to have that. And then if you really you could still think that, you could still have that and you can still just bring them around to your to your Christian friends. Mm. You again, like I said earlier, you don't have to say, you don't have to re, we don't have to recite any Bible verse in order to evangelize. Now, if you feel called to do it even if you are in this if you feel called to evangelize, if you're reading scripture and something just pops in your head and you're like, I really want to share this with someone, I don't care how introverted you are, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Guarantee the Holy Spirit's going to help you. It, I'm going to even use a non-biblical like quote, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> you miss all the shots you don't take. Amen. So if you're sitting if there, you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every yeah. time. That's another good one. So it's like you're sitting there and you're like, you just keep running into this person. You're like, man, I just really want to talk. To, like, uh, I just really want to talk about the gospel to them. And, you're, and then you're like, oh wait, I'm introverted. Are you? I'm like, who made you introvert? I mean, yeah, God made maybe have God may have made you introverted, but you don't know yourself fully. I was like, he may want you to be extroverted right then and there. That could be the only time you're extroverted in your whole life. And if that is the time that you share the gospel and then like a day or 14 years down the road, that person finally receives Christ as Lord and Savior. And if it wasn't for you stepping out of your comfort zone and stepping, taking a, a yeah, yeah, taking a leap of faith, then, which we must have as Christians, um, then that person wouldn't have gotten saved. And I think that would be so worth it. That would be worth all the humility oh, yeah. just to get it. Again, like we said earlier, be be genuine with it. And honestly, 
be humble with it. Put your egos aside. It is not mm. about you. It is just about expanding, expanding his kingdom. It's about glorifying him in any possible way that you can. And if that means getting sweaty over a few conversations about, you know, hey, do you know Jesus loves you? And then you run away. So be it. If it's sitting there for 30 minutes and talking about the word of God yeah. and that person is taking it, let it be. Who cares about what other people think of you? Who cares about how nervous and how scared you were? If you're expanding the kingdom of God, then you know, he's all with you. And that's all that should matter. His judgment is all that should matter. And he's going to help you. He's going to He's gonna give you so much praise when you do things like that. Mm, it would be worth like a thousand embarrassing or awkward scenarios if just one of your friends got saved. And I don't say that from my opinion. Like I, I genuinely believe when you experience like one of your friends get saved, you're like, man, I don't care if every single person in school were to laugh at me or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it. It is, it's, you literally get to witness the supernatural, like the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. entering somebody and, and they are essentially inheriting the kingdom of God and, and being reconciled to God. So yeah. that, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I, I just, I wanted to share this cause I didn't want to forget it. Um, you know, in evangelizing, I think a good way to put it is your most powerful thing. Isn't a Bible verse. It is, it is literally your story. Yes. And, and. You know, and I don't mean yeah. to cut you off, no, but I know like good. our our church, we're just taking all these gold nuggets. Um, but you know, uh, it, we often say that when you want to tell somebody about Jesus, or you want to evangelize, you know, so to speak, you you tell them like, hey, this is what my life was like before, and this is what my life is like mm-hmm. now, and look at the difference, and 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 let them see the difference, tell them the difference, mm-hmm. tell them what the Holy Spirit has done in your life. And yeah. and that's it, man. Like you said, you, you can read books, you can do all that, but your story is so powerful. Yeah, it is. You a, know? And nobody is. knows it better than you yeah. except God, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's y'all's story together, yeah. so, so share it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so like, and I was going to, I was thinking about that too. And then of course we bounce off each other, by the way, um, when I first became, um, a youth leader, I was actually, I was thrown into his group and I remember the first night, like, and by the way, and I'm going to, a little bit about my testimony. I've only been saved for two years. And, um, at the time I was saved for, I think it was like, uh, about like a year and a half or maybe like a year. And our youth pastor was like, yeah, no, I want you to be a youth leader. And I'm like, you want me to lead? Like other, I can barely lead myself right now. Like, and so he throws me in with pastor, um, John Madison and, um, we just bounce off each other so well. And so I think like, even right now we're still doing I'll tell you it. What, that was like, yeah, we continue to do it. And it was a middle school guy. So that was the most rowdy bunch that you can ever have. And all the youth leaders are saying, amen. But, uh, it's kind of <laughs> funny cause we both came to the same church. We got saved. We both, uh, became youth leaders called to student ministry and uh we both uh you know i know i finished doing my schooling online but you're going for um i know you're going to do religious studies but you also want to be a A chaplain a chaplain yeah and and honestly i want to be a chaplain at a um at a a children's hospital yeah yeah so So, uh, it's kind of funny we got saved at the same church we ended up youth leading together uh we both are studying, you know, uh, biblical studies yeah. or some form of the- theological degree. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny, like, and and it's so funny that like uh, just bouncing off each other. And I feel like, man, it could go like two hours and it would be legit, but uh, <laughs> but it won't. So yeah. I promise that. But, uh, but yeah, it is cool how it's just like bouncing. You mm-hmm. know, one thought brings another. So. One last little story is uh, when we talk about our testimony. Um, honestly, don't. Look at the, um, the good parts. 
it's I think you should really share the honestly the, the crappy parts. parts. Yeah, the dark yeah. parts. Um, there was a football player who um, his name is Inky Johnson. I don't know if you ever heard of him. If you haven't, I highly recommend YouTubing Inky Johnson um, motivation. And like he'll give you his testimony, and it is like it's amazing. But long story short, he was um, about to be a first round draft pick. I forget. I think he played at Tennessee State, and um, he had like four more games left in his college career before like he was gonna get drafted to the NFL. And um, I think on like the that one of those games, he ended up getting um, he came in for a tackle, got a stinger. Next thing you know, paralyzed arm. He can't play football for the rest of his life. Um, then he decides to take that and really just focus on, he saw that extra time he had, so he decided to focus on, you know, himself and God. And through that, um, his father came to salvation and his three best friends came to salvation. Mm. And he says it word for it. He was like, I would go through all of that again, just for my, just for those four people in my life to be saved instead of going to the NFL, making millions and giving that back to them. So he would give millions of dollars, the fame, everything that kind of goes into an NFL career. Um, you know, and being paralyzed in one arm, he would do it all over again in a heartbeat to, I'm sure it would be worth it for one for him, but the four salvations that that he evangelized. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome. You know what? We're going to look that video up and put it in the show notes because I think that would be really cool (sighs) and inspiring. Like as soon as you like, it's over, you're going to hit pause on YouTube and then you're going to like bust out the door. Dude, is... You're going to ignore social distancing yeah. and CDC guidelines <laughs> to share the gospel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, dude, it is it is so powerful. Yeah. Um, and then other people I kind of do want to uh, give you guys. Yeah, a... yeah. So here's, you got uh, the, the resources. The resources, so, yeah. And, and that kind of sounds like a funny term, but these are just some, some things we want to give you. Books, blogs, um, just stuff for you to check out like so that, you know, you can really utilize what we're saying beyond this podcast so um i i will just tell you i love linking books and blogs because uh reading is so so great no um but inspirational videos too but all all the resources are just stuff that we tools that we want to give you guys Mm -hmm. that that will uh encourage and and enrich you so to Mm -hmm. speak um so the kind of the only book in terms of evangelism that i have um and uh, the most of the points i actually got from here um we're based off of this book it's called evangelism in a skeptical world um how to make the unbelievable news about jesus more believable by um dr sam chan he's a double doctor he has a really interesting story i don't want to get into it but um it's a really good book um the three points i do talk about um if you're a student honestly i do recommend reading it um it gives you the how to's and then if you are a very, very um, avid reader, it gives you a lot of theology. Um, and if you're a student, you can always skip over theology or you can spend some time really break down that theology. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and then other resources I do have um, is for youth students. Um, if you just want to get confident, if you um, want to just watch videos, especially YouTube, YouTube is a great place. I've spent a lot of time on YouTube just watching like productivity videos and et cetera and learning. Um, I think her, geez, I'm trying to remember her username. It's uh, Kirby is a boss. And I literally just found her like a week ago. And she is on so many different social media platforms. And she does a podcast on evangelism. And she's like the one that I was talking about earlier where she's like fire breathing, like way more, way more intense than I am. Very admirable. And she does videos like um, biblical memes. Like if I think the last one I watched was like if the, the, the characters in the Bible had social media. 
that is actually pretty cool. It's very funny to watch. Um, you can actually send those to your friends, and I think they'll get a kick out of it. Um, and she does very relatable videos, whether it's like scripture-based or whether it's not. I think she's a really good platform. And um, if you really just, uh, honestly, if you want to know an old-school evangelist, um, and I say old-school from our students' perspective, um, you don't obviously have to replicate them, but if you just want to see like confidence, if you want to see true confidence in someone who preaches the gospel and who just wants everybody to, to have mm. the gospel, you need to watch Billy Graham. Like, oh man, dude, talk about, I mean, that's like the cream of the crop. Like he, and not to put him on a pedestal, but that's just to say God no. gifted him in an amazing way to where he he would go into a stadium full of Jesus haters and preach the gospel with nothing but love in his heart. Yeah, and he did and it he'd with be great at he it. He did it with the utmost confidence. Um, and like that's the real thing. It's like if you want to like see like you know what kind of confidence somebody can possibly have, you need to watch a few. And he has a YouTube like they his whole like his whole brand has a YouTube channel, and they are constantly like revising like his old sermons, and please watch them and be like, you see the confidence Mm -hmm. in them. You don't have to replicate any of it, but just to see like, like that is someone right there who for years and decades, who was just like, it's not about me. It's about him. Yep. Um, So those are a few resources. If you guys honestly want a little bit more insight, um, I'm not qualified in any way for any of this, but I would be happy to answer your questions. Oh, yeah. Um, So, well, (laughs) let me, uh, and I'll do this kind of off the cuff to put on the spot. So I actually have a book that I'll recommend. And actually, I want to just do this. I was literally just, just God laid it in my heart and it popped up in my head. So there is a book called Evangelism Is, How to Share Jesus with Passion and Confidence. It's by a guy named Dave Early. So I actually read this, so don't get freaked out, but I had to read this for (laughs) one of my uh, Liberty University classes. Um when I was doing my biblical studies. So it is actually just a book. It's not like textbook format. It's like how you can actually apply it in your life. So anyway, so I have a copy in my room and, uh, you know, I've read it and it's great, but just in the nature of being giving and cheerful, um, let's say, uh, you know, uh, let's do a giveaway. What do you think? So, and I don't really have a platform. And again, this is off the cuff, but let's do, um, um, go on at the Bearded Youth Pastor podcast Instagram page. Um, and if you don't have that, then you can email the Bearded Youth Pastor podcast at Gmail. But uh, send me your name and uh, tell me, you know, uh, why you're excited to evangelize, how how you want God to use you, and if you share that with me, I'll pick a random winner and I will literally ship that book to you for free. And I'm that confident that you'll be blessed by it. Even though it is a uh, university required textbook, it's it's just a good read. Um, you can find it on Amazon. I'll link it. But yeah, that is the end of my resources. So I almost Ooh. forgot. So at the end, um, we always do this. So if people want to get a hold of you or connect with you or or maybe go into more depth or just just see who is the man in the sandals with the water jug and the lacrosse shorts <laughs> and curly hair behind the podcast um where can people connect with you um generally instagram um i'm not like you're not super super into I'm it i'm not super into it yeah enough. i am active um i'm active when i when i when i need to when i feel called to i am that person that spends like probably an hour and a half a day on my phone so um but 
I mainly am responding to messages. So yep. um, if you guys want to hit me up for anything, whether it's speaking, whether it's just advice, a um, little bit more depth into the book, um, or just Bible studies. I love doing Zoom Bible studies. Um, I kind of pre... I have like a few sermons that I just kind of like write off the top of my head and then I'm always like willing to share them or um, I have my Bible is um, it's an apologetics Bible. So I usually kind of oh, like yeah, I legit. chew over I chew over some questions and that's how I kind of do discussion. So if you need to find me, um, my Instagram is Kyle dot Ryan one two zero two. Yeah. And I knew I saw him reaching for his phone, and it's funny. I knew he wasn't going to know his Instagram handle off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, no, especially because I changed. So it, I was like, know? "Dude, let me pull it up for you," because Absolutely. like I see you just enough on social media to where yeah. like I'd consider you active, but you're definitely like not uh, not glued to it. Yeah. So if you message him at I will three respond. p.m. Uh, and you don't get a response by four p.m., fear not. Yeah, I he will yeah. respond when he sees your message. I also, Unless you're uh, yelling at him, then he will ignore it. <laughs> no. <all right? laughs> I also wake up super early in the morning, um, like five forty. Even though I don't have school anymore, I kind of you. You have to tell people what your your hashtag or what you post every day is. Oh, so every well around every day, um, I he honestly, gets up super early to I, read his Bible and know, he shares like it's, an uh, image or a scripture verse or something. But he has a, a saying that I really like that I want him to it's, share. Uh, wake up and live for Jesus. Wake up and live for Jesus. Yeah, wake I love, up and share the gospel. I How love it. That? Yeah, I love doing it. Um, Just set your mind on Jesus each morning mm-hmm. and live out that day. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, and that's actually how i i don't go on my phone until i've completed my whole morning routine which it does take me like an hour and a half to do and so that's kind of like a, and me reading scripture is kind of like the caveat it's at the mm-hmm. end so i'm like you know what um let me let me just share this with people um and whether you know and usually like i don't know how i don't i honestly don't check how many people view it but um again because it doesn't matter to me i'm like if one person viewed it and um they felt yeah they're encouraged they're curious yeah and they don't even tell me it or they don't say anything they don't like slide up thumbs Mm. up it or uh say hey that was really encouraging i don't care it's like if god used me in that way then Mm. i'm so happy um at the end of the day that's all i care about is like how can i glorify God the most. Um, there was a devotional book, last thing, a devotional book that, um, uh, I was given to by a patient. There was a Holy, literally Holy spirit. That was a whole, that was a whole thing. Um, but I was given a book by a patient. It was a morning devotional. And, uh, the title of it was my utmost for his highest. And it's like, I have to give my utmost best for mm. the glory of God. And I love that quote so much. And um, I'm going to find, is that, can that something they can purchase? Is it like a book format? It's a, it is a book format. Um, so I'm just wondering, can I can I find it online to link it? I really sh- I'm really sure you can. It's okay. By, if um, not, it's by, I'll put the title, and y'all teenagers who are far better at the internet than us can can search it. Yeah. But I think I'll be able to find a link, and if I do, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's a morning devotional. Um, it's kind of it's literally like 365 days. You don't have to stay on it. Um, it's by um Oswald Chambers. He was mm. a very very big um very very big pastor. Um, or very known pastor back in geez, I think the really early 1900s. And um, he was very like, he was very humble. Like this whole, this whole devotional is actually his wife writing down all of his sermons and her making a compile of it because he would be preaching and she'd be like, you have to like, you have to tell these people and you have to write a book. And she was, and he was like, no, I don't, I don't need to write a book. The people I'm affecting right now, that's who God wants me to affect. And she's like, no. So she would literally handwrite all of his sermons 
and she decided to compile a book, a few books about it after he passed away. And he's a very, very, like, sometimes I think he's an evangelist because he's very in your face, uh, honestly, about. Straight up. um, He's honestly. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. He really doesn't, especially, yeah, him. And I I know he's long gone, but um, still, like, even the 1920s, like, he was he was really big into just being like, you know, this is how we should be living according to God. This is how you should be talking to people according to God. This is how you should, like, mm-hmm. why should you be spreading the message according to God? And he would give you formats. So it's a really good one. Um, but yeah, just giving your utmost best um, for the glory of God is a really big quote that I like to stand by. And um, I really encourage anybody to kind of stand by it. Ooh, man, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. So we've got, you know, um, all the main points we've talked about and, and what I love about show notes is that all the links will be in there. So, um, and again, uh, I know the books he mentioned and the book I mentioned, um, it's called evangelism is, but again, we'll link it all up. But, um, you know, I think it'd just be good to close out on this is just what you take away from all that is, is you can evangelize. You should, you've been called to evangelize and, and just being confident in it. I don't care if you're an introvert and it it makes you almost faint to think about saying a word to a stranger. Like you you pray to God and he will respond and he will answer and and I think that that is a good takeaway. Yeah. So, right, if you have one single sentence or else I know we can go on what what do you want to encourage students to take away? Mm. Um it's hard with so much great information but just trying to grab I'm like weighing it right now in my head um it'll be worth it I promise do it from a place of genuine care for the other for your friends Mm, evangelize with genuine care for your friends and honestly God will take care of the rest amen all right well man thank you it's been a blast dude and I I miss we're actually doing this we're only about a four feet apart so hopefully the CDC doesn't crash in our door we live in Florida (laughs) so we're a little more loose but uh Man, I miss like hanging out and having conversations. And so, you know, that that's what is the beauty of this podcast is it's, it's uh, for God's glory. But I, I genuinely do miss having conversations and seeing people like my good friend Kyle and, and doing stuff like this. It's just hopefully just uh, it makes me happy. But more than that, it hopefully will encourage students and, and all be, you know, for God's glory. So thanks man for being on here it's been awesome and i can't wait till we are able to meet back in person and and evangelize in person without being six feet away so yeah i'm excited for it as well so yeah thank you so much for having me on here absolutely man and i have a feeling that uh even when you go to college you'll only be an hour away that you'll end up being on another episode and we'll see how god works it out but thank you again sir (laughs) and uh thank you guys all for listening if you want to connect with him his info will be in the show notes as well as all the links so go out there and evangelize we hope you're encouraged we hope you're staying safe and god bless Congratulations, you've made it through an entire episode of the Bearded Youth Pastor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next time.